Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roll Down, a Teamfight Tactics podcast. My name is Cutler, and today, without any semblance of imagination or inspiration or even will to discuss Teamfight Tactics, we're here at the end of our tether, at the end of a long, long patch, ready, willing, and some would say able to discuss and dissect exactly what's going down. I'm joined by my number one, my side piece, my better half, my best friend, and the love of my life, Soul. Welcome to the podcast. What's up, everyone? <laughs> um, I've been practicing my introductions, of course, in good. our week's break. That was good, that was good. Um, the most important thing, guys, is that this episode is going to be very one-dimensional. What we are talking about today is the patch notes for the next patch. Nothing else, not much else going on. We're going to talk about what was, what will be, and what will forever be known as the end of patch 1123. So... Talk to me a little bit about your TFT week. I mean, off off camera, you were just telling me about a pretty great run of uh, games that you've had recently. So what's been uh, going on? Yeah, my run's been pretty insane. Uh, I think I'm on like a 14-game win streak where I haven't bought forward in literally 14 games, which is crazy. Uh, I don't think I've been playing that well, to be completely honest. I've been getting coached by Angora, and he's just been like highlighting how... And I've just never felt more... I felt more exposed, uh, would be the way to put it. But, uh, results have still been good. Um, I feel like I have a pretty good grasp of the current patch, but I am looking forward to it ending. Yeah, guys, basically what we're going to do is we're just going to go through the Riot More patch rundown. If you guys have it, if you guys are listening to the audio, you guys feel free to sort of click along, but we're basically going to be going down and discussing uh the, the the patch in its entirety i'm gonna hand over to soul who is gonna sort oh. me out on that one and we're gonna just get going uh do we need to turn me up is my volume good i Genesis just i'm a little quiet i just turned you up there so let me okay sweet let's see how that goes okay all right let's uh let's, let's dive into it um all right so the first like the big the big big change with next patch and why i'm really excited for it is uh yeah, system changes to the augments. So now the trait-based augments, most notably the uh, the heart augments, um, and I believe, yeah, so the heart augments now grant a champion from their trait. Uh, we can start with that. So that's going to be all of your, um, what's it called, all of your silver, all of, a, all of your silver tier trait augments are now going to give you a, a unit that corresponds with the trait. So for example... Uh, Assassin Heart will now give you a Talon. Uh, Chemtech Heart gives you a Zac. Uh, Bodyguard Heart gives you a Leona, and etc. etc. Uh, yeah, it's it's just a straight buff to uh, Hearts. Obviously, as before, Hearts only gave you like Hearts didn't give you anything other than the trait. Um, but yeah, so we can start with that. <laughs> Great. Yeah, let's um let's go down the list because I'm very interested to hear sort of some of the back end let's let's sort of chat about some of these ones uh some of these are insane some of these are super nutty yeah so let's let's go down the list um and then we can sort of pick out a couple maybe 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, okay, I mean, how do I just read it out? So, I mean, Assassin Heart gives you a Talon. Uh, Bodyguard Heart gives you a Leona. Uh, Bruiser Heart gives you a Frontal. Uh, Challenger Heart gives you a Oik. Awkward Heart gives a Zillion. Uh, Enchanter Heart gives you a Tarek. Uh, Enforcer Heart uh, gives a Vi, surprisingly. Uh, Imperial Heart gives you a Swain. Uh, Mutant Heart gives you a Cogmore. Uh, Protector Heart gives you a Blitz. Scholar gives you a Liss, a Lissandra. Uh, Scrap gives you an Echo. Sniper gives you a Tristana. Uh, Syndicate gives you a Zyra. And lastly, uh, oh, Twitch Shot gives you a Graves. And I believe, uh, I don't think it says, did we get Arcanist? Well, Arcanist gives you a TF. I know Arcanist definitely gives you a TF. Uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of info there. The, I want to the break... ones that. Yeah, sorry. You, you go first. I was going to say, yeah. we, uh, we both want the same thing. Yeah, we want to yeah, break yeah. down what we get here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the ones that immediately jump out are the ones that give you a three cost. Um, just three costs are obviously very, very powerful, um, especially if you get them at a very early stage of game, like 2 1. So the ones that immediately jump out to, I think, anyone looking at this are going to be things like uh, Bodyguard Heart giving you a Leona, Enchanted um, Heart giving you a Tarek. Uh, Scholar Heart gives you a Lissandra, that one's quite big, that unit's really, really strong. Scrap Heart gives you an Echo, that unit's also really, really strong. Um, yeah, so we can start with that, I would say. Oh, and Chemtech Heart gives you a Zack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll get into a lot more of this because a lot of the units have been changed, nerfed, buffed, whatever it may be, in the next patch. Yep. So we won't do a deep dive, but you're totally right about the three costs, especially when you hear uh, Zack and Leona. Especially, I think, sort of more frontline related champions that you get out of this. I think it's very, um, it's very important to have an like a hitting an early yeah. three cost frontliner is really beneficial for basically sure. stage two and often stage three because you need obviously you only need to hit two of them instead of three of them to have a really strong upgraded board. So most importantly, I think we're gonna probably see a slightly heavier interest in building around these traits that give you the three cost early on yep. i think one of the things like that's kind of interesting that i think i can draw attention to is that i think we're going to start to see uh the econ based augments start to get a lot more balanced in comparison to the other augments because right now the game is in a state where the econ augments are significantly better than the others like things like uh hyper roll uh, rich get richer windfall uh level like just any anything that puts your head in econ like clear mind uh, basically, anything that like you know accelerates like your leveling, right? Uh, you aren't really punished for it right now, um, because like other people's boards just don't spike as hard in comparison. But like these changes to these hearts fundamentally make it so that like taking a heart will like spike your board because you get a guaranteed like unit, and you also get a guaranteed trait you can play around. So I think that's gonna be yeah. I think that's like already a really good start. Um, yeah. I think it's really interesting that some of them only give you a one cost. Mm -hmm. I think that we yeah. may potentially see things like Twinshot giving Graves and maybe Arcanist giving TF yeah. change a little bit. I would have liked Arcanist so, to give a Swain, for example. So, so Arcanist giving TF, I think, is fine. TF is a pretty good unit. Twinshot uh, giving Graves is pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, I can't sugarcoat that one. Can't sugarcoat that one. Twin, twin, twin shot giving a Graves is really bad because Graves as a unit already doesn't really use Twin Shot very well. He's more of like a util, like sort of tanky eye control kind of unit. He's not really a damage unit. So, uh, yeah, that was a little sus. 
Yeah, yeah it's... the other ones are solid. Yeah. It's also not a trait that we've seen any interest in really so far as like a chase trait to go for. It's not. Um, yeah. It's not sharpshooters of all of like no. previous sets. Um, that kind of thing. I think it's very, very underpowered, especially with the units that use it because they don't have innate synergies in a lot of ways. I think the trade is, yeah, the trade is good. The problem is that the units that play it are yeah are very good. It's really just Urban and Jinx. Mm. The like early Graves, ones. Cog, Sorry, yeah, they don't pair well together. They don't pair well no, together they at don't. all. They, they really don't. Like, Graves Cog GP, right? They, they really mm. don't play that well together at all. So that's, that's the main issue. I actually think Twin Shot as a trade is quite powerful. It's basically just Blade Master. Like, yeah. we've seen from previous sets, Blade Master is really good. Mm. <laughs> so I don't think Twin Shot the trade is the issue. I think it's the units that are quite underpowered um, for the most part. Yeah, and I think one of the things that made Blade Master so good was the type of units that it was on. It wasn't on range units, mm. it was on. Yes, absolutely units Kale, that were up yeah. in the front yeah except for kale obviously it's okay, but yeah. um so if, if we sort of if we sort of think about the way that oh, those kind <laughs> and zyre of course um i oh, I, do, I guess from the what we're really talking about here is that there's no um consistency for twin shot right. you can't build around you can't build around it in the early game because you can't play four twin shot in the early game because your board's gonna look yeah. weak and weird it's it's, 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 I would say it's a, it's a, it's not a vertical, like it's a purely yeah. horizontal trait, right? It's never, I'm playing twin shots this game. It's, it's more like, mm. oh, I incidentally fit twin shot in for more damage. Yeah. And if you want to take this, you're probably just waiting until you get gangplank to keep until your end game board anyway, really. Cause it's the best one. I don't yeah. think that, I don't think like holding a graves yeah. two or a cogmore two is very uh. viable. I don't want to be like a negative Nancy, but, uh, I'm pretty confident twin shot hard is just not very yeah like I, okay you know what hold on, hold on. I, can, I can add a caveat i think that like it can be good like late later on in the game like once you've already established direction because um i mean like if it if you hit twin shot four then it's like fine but like that's always the case so like yeah i don't think that's that important like it, it, if we're talking about like how useful is this at one four i don't think it's very good at one four but yeah mm. if it does allow you to splash in for twin shot at the end game and you're already playing ergot you know that's yeah. great. That's great. No it's worries. It's like a no-brainer, right? It's fine. But I think I think we're more focused on how this impacts the early yeah. game, right? But at which point, I think it's very especially good. because we're we're seeing a lot of changes to the early game now, mm-hmm. especially. Absolutely. I think mm-hmm. we should um we should go on and talk about some of the other uh cha- the changes to the early game as well. Sure. Uh, I mean, it, we I, we I, we did just touch on hearts. Um, there is also a change to how the uh, next tier up behaves as well, with the um with the uh, with the trait based augments. So uh, they're basically getting reworked to basically called uh, crests now, and they essentially give you a uh, either a spatula or an emblem of the type instead of giving you. Um, so for example, wait, am I being done? No, sorry, sorry, sorry. being done. Uh, I got ahead of myself. That's like with souls. Completely recall what I just said. The um, crests, the ones that give you a spatula, behave the same way as before, but they also give you a unit from like the list we just listed. Uh, what is, since I did touch on that topic, what is different now is that the prismatic versions, also known as the souls, uh, have now been reworked to crowns, which basically give you, instead of two of a trait, they give you two emblems of that trait. 
for example, if you take uh, assassin, uh, assassin Crown, you get two Assassin Emblems instead of your team counting as having two Assassins. Which I think dramatically changes the way that uh, the tempo of prismatic lobbies play um, in the early game, right? Like, can you imagine, like, you take Chemtech Soul, like, early, for example, and you just immediately have two Chemtech stats to play around? Like, that's... <laughs> yeah i like that i like i do like that change i i like that change from a couple of different perspectives i think it allows the players to have more control over their board which is always nice um and i also like it from the perspective of enjoy of fun i think it's probably more enjoyable from a, a player on player basis there's no yeah, there's I... no way that like having an extra two chemtech emblems is not more fun than just your something oh, lighting sure. up lighting up on the side of your screen you know well chemtech, chemtech emblem is like one of the most uh powerful ones like, yeah it, and it's certainly it, very flexible like, yeah in terms of how it's like it, it just synergizes with specific units right like chemtech tom is insane chemtech jace is insane chemtech Holm is probably insane literally chemtech anything is insane so yeah absolutely be like frontline plus chemtech it's just insane but yeah for sure mm. Um, I think that, like, I'm gonna go out on a limb, I could be completely wrong, but I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that, like, this, like, this single change to how the soul augments behave will single-handedly, like, make prismatic lobbies feel, like, way better to play from, like, a, like, from, like, a, like, a high elo, sweaty, like, competitive standpoint. Part of the issue right now is that, um, non-trait-based, uh, prismatic augments feel pretty good to play. The trait-based ones, especially at one four, feel really, really bad to play because, like, let's say for example, like you get like you're at one four, you got prismat, you got you got prismatic, right? Your shop is literally like socialite soul, like bruiser soul, and like sniper soul. What do <laughs> like you, you have none of these units on board? Like you can't play around anything. It's like what do? But now imagine if you just got emblems instead. In the case of socialite, you just get eight gold, which is still good. Eight gold early. That's like a lot of playability right like let's say instead you got two sniper emblems well now you have like infinite room to play around you can be like oh we can like sniper this unit that's like normally not really a you know like th that completely interacts differently with sniper spat or it's like oh you know i put bruiser spats on a bunch of things and now they get the bruiser health bonus so yeah yeah really cool really really cool i'm really pleased that this change is like happened because like i said i think it opens up a lot of opportunities for creativity and sure. flexibility like within the player and that's really important. I, I, the set, the set had lofty, lofty promises of like choices that you make mattering very, very strongly. Um, with the meta that we've just seen, it's not a fail because there's plenty of time left. It's, it's not a fail. It, but it's you definitely can, not a fail. You can certainly see where the problems, like where the cracks, could be if they had mm. if they hadn't fixed it. So I'm very pleased yeah, that this sure. is one of the big changes that they've made, you know, like giving yeah, more, sure. more player agency is really important. Yeah, like just to like really briefly touch on that point, like they're, they're right now, like we're at a point in the game where there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of games right now where you're, you basically don't have any decisions to make when it comes to picking an augment. Yeah. The augment choices are literally like one flexible option, two extremely narrow linear options that are basically <laughs> unplayable. So yeah. it's like, okay, cool. Just take the flexible option. I think this is really going to open it up to be like, okay, cool. Do I want to commit to this? Do I want to, you know, pivot? Do I want to do this, this? I think that's going to be really, really fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, it's, uh, for a game with so many possibilities, right now there's a lot of stuff that's already been figured out 
uh, like so, for a set that for a set that promised innovation and possibility mm -hmm. and pivotability and reaction yeah, exactly um there's a lot of room for them to fix that and i think this goes in the, in the right direction to make that very possible mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah um so did we want to keep going yeah um, let's keep it let's I keep it going i think we'll go i think so that, those are the main changes of the augments um it's mostly just uh fixing up all the trait based ones um one important thing actually that i do want to touch on that uh, i didn't we haven't touched on yet uh is the changes to innovator innovator soul and innovator heart um so they have innovator has been nerfed but i think it was nerfed in a really really elegant way so instead of going after the uh, five and seven innovator uh, mech like mech units, like so instead of going after the stats on the bear and the dragon in particular, they instead decided to nerf the uh, augments, which I think was actually the real issue. So the way they've done it is is that uh, innovator soul and innovator heart uh, can no longer be offered to you as an option at stage one four. It can only be offered to you from stages three three and onwards. And this, I think this drastically changes how you play innovator because now you can't just randomly hit an innovator soul at 1-4 and hit five innovators by the end of stage two. I uh, have a dragon <laughs> at, the stage, at the beginning of stage three one. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's a very elegant change. And I'm, 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 yeah, I'm really happy that they arrived at that as the solution to um, fixing innovator. Because I think innovators are still going to feel good to play when you do hit. But it's also not just going to be a, like, a complete no-brainer. You just also brainlessly when it shows up at 1-4. So. Yeah, right. um, I... Wanna, I want to talk quickly about this because I have played a lot of Innovator. Um, this is a really big change. This is like a huge a change. One, right? This is a no, huge yeah, change yeah. to the ability of the of the of the like the tempo of every lobby. Um, and we we'll see a very different side of the game when there's not three people with five Innovator at three one. Basically, I think now. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, one person. One person's like on sixty health and donkey rolling for Katarina. We won't we won't really see that anymore. We're not gonna see three people with five innovator. You're not gonna, you're not gonna see like two people with dragons at the start of stage three two and yeah, Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna take like fifteen fifteen damage every round from a dragon, basically. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a great change. It's a, it is a good change. It's a necessary change. I'll be interested to see how this affects the overall balance of, the, really... mm -hmm. you go, sorry. of, of the innovator creation, the mech, as it were. Yeah. I, I think, think it gives them a lot of room. It does. Like strong, right? yeah. It does. And I think that's where the power should be. The power should be in, right. the, in the difficulty to hit it and the, the satisfaction from getting it. So, um, taking some of the, taking some of the lessons that they've learned from the past, where mech, I, I'm not going to, I'm, we're not going to reminisce too much. I'm not going to call mech yeah. the sweet spot because mech was overpowered. Mech was Let's be real. Mech was broken. Mech, I'm not going to call mech the sweet spot, yeah. but in terms of difficulty to achieve related to strength and enjoyment of play. Mech was much closer than Abomination. I think, I think 3.5 mech they got it right. 3.5 yeah. mech they actually got it right. When they, yeah. when they put the power back in the pilots, so they, they were actually playable as units, but the mech was still strong. Yeah. When, like everything was too hard. 3.5 they got it right, for sure. Yeah. Mm. So I actually, technically I think we need to see... 
honestly, with what we have, we need to see closer to 3.0 mech for the oh, innovation. Right. 3.0 mech. Yeah, okay. for the for the innovation, not for the units. Okay, sure. Okay, I okay, think sure, the sure, units sure. need to be like 3.5 where they're weaker. Yeah. yeah. But the mech, the, the, the creation needs to be stronger is basically what I'm saying. That's that's their three then. Three point five. The 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 yeah yeah. That's what I mean. Much stronger, and the mech was weaker until everything was three stars. Mm. And three, the mech as soon as it was like built was extremely strong, but the units yeah. themselves were like absolutely unplayable. Yeah, so that's <laughs> that's probably more of the, and that wasn't balanced. Don't get me wrong. Mech was broken for the entirety of set three and three point yeah, yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. It was never it was never in a state where there wasn't. There was nobody playing it, basically. It was always good well, enough I to mean, play. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was good, like, in 3.5, but I think it was, mm. like, just... It wasn't the best comp, basically. Um, it needs to be closer to the fantasy of creating a big unit, basically. Agreed, agreed. Um, that, this gets us closer to them being able to change the numbers around this. I still think that probably the bear needs to be a little bit better than what it is right now. Bear? Yeah, uh, and... I, I think I think um I think they can put more power into the stats of the bear and take away from the buffing. Yes. Ability of the bear. Agreed. Yeah, I'm, ha I'm happy with that. I'm more than happy with that because right now it feels like the bear just is like a buff bot and it doesn't really do anything other than just stand there. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It either lives forever or it dies immediately, and I also have the same problem with the dragon in the late game. If you frontline the dragon in the end of the game, sometimes it just dies. It dies surprisingly quickly. Yeah. yeah, I just want to realize it doesn't um, But I, the dragon AOE fears though, so I mean. Yeah, it like... does. I do think that the power fantasy of the dragon needs to be in its ability and not like, not just the fact that it's got a lot of health, basically. Yeah, I, I guess like fair. Right. Um, I, you I, could you could like cut the health of the dragon significantly if you really wanted to, but I think that the the power fantasy should really be in its in its raw. No, like the, the identity should be in the AOE fear plus, like giving your team infinite stats. Like, yeah, that should be its identity. Yeah, yeah, sure. absolutely. Right, uh, let's move on. Uh, let's get on to traits. So, big traits. Uh, the big change into traits. Um, challenger is getting nerfed. Um, what the two challengers stay the same, but pretty much uh, the four six the four six eight thresholds are all getting a decent amount of uh, attack speed percentage pulled from them. I think it's roughly. It's like 5, 10, and then 15% pulled, respectively, from uh, each tier. Um, I mean, I think that's, like, pretty fair to briefly touch on it. Like, everyone is, like, anyone who's played ladder in the past, like, week knows how broken Yone is. So, <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a no-brainer. Mort says something interesting in the patch rundown that I wanted to quickly judge on. He, uh, oh, touch on, he said that he, they were happy with how strong Yone was as a unit, hmm. but they were very unhappy with how strong Challenger was as a vertical trait. Great, yeah. Um, should be a good unit. He's a four cost, right? Yeah. But, yeah. The problem is right now the challenges, uh, with the with the way the vertical challenger currently works is, is that uh, the fights are too snowballing. Like when challenges spike right now, your team dies in like three seconds and you take like sixteen to the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which feels really bad. Mm. So I think that's fair. Agreed. Um, uh, I think that I think that that's a fair assessment of Yone. Really, that you want the power to be in Yone as a unit. And I think that it's interesting when they... We'll get onto it later, but they are rebuffing Academy, and I think that we'll see sort of a shift to a, the, a similar variant that existed at the start of the patch, mm -hmm. away yeah, like from... Academy. Or 4 Academy, Academy, 4 Challenger, or 6 oh, and yeah, 2. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, both very, they're both equally viable, basically. But I just think, mm -hmm. that, I just think that we're going to end up... Yone is probably going to teeter-totter 
somewhere between always too good and always like and very splashable i think i think you're gonna see a lot of people kind of add yon in to just the insane unit like it's yeah just one of the best melee carries they've ever printed mm. in my opinion just i think so unit. definitely think so and i'm pretty sure that as long as they as long as they're happy which is what they said they're happy with yon as a unit they are happy with yon yeah um which means that GA interaction is not going anywhere. Yeah, so I guess I guess so. Going. Yeah, that's so literally never going anywhere. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> it's weird. It's I think weird. It's fine. To be it's... honest, I I I've made my peace with it. I actually think it's fine. I think challenge is the issue, but yeah. They had a unit that did exactly the same thing that they deemed un unfair. So that is my yeah. Uh but if this was a four star carry to reroll comps, that behaved completely fundamentally differently. Yeah, but you even two star Aphelios was too broken. Let's not let's not reminisce too much. I will just yeah, say that Yon's Yon's still going to be really good, basically. Yeah, for sure, he's um, still going to be really good because they're they're happy with it. You know, they're happy with how Yon is, and I think that getting rid of I don't know, getting rid of is the wrong word. Uh, prioritizing challenges away from the vertical dream, I think, is much healthier for the game as well. Like hitting yeah. challenger, hitting challenger as a tr as a chase opportunity off prismatic yeah. should probably be where the power level feels more fair. Yes, agree. I, like, I think I'm happy with eight challenger blending your entire team in three seconds. Yeah, <laughs> not happy with six challenger blending your team in three seconds. Yeah, so easy to hit six. It's so <laughs> freaking easy. Agreed. You hit the six board. Yeah. The eight board takes a lot more work, which I think is fair. Mm. Uh, yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Um. Because I yeah, we're gonna start talking about Yone after the entire <laughs> uh, Okay, so Clockwork um just got a buff at the four and six thresholds um from thirty to thirty five and then fifty five to seventy at six like it's fine sure it's just a small buff to like Gen Cons I don't think it's like particularly interesting uh, mutant uh the Blade Master mutant uh from thirty three percent to forty percent and then sixty six to seventy five percent uh chance for extra attacks. Uh, I, we haven't really seen Blade Master do too much. Uh, there's a really, really fringe Blade Master Cho'Gath comp that abuses how uh, Colossi units work with AD scaling because uh, they get a lot of AD. But other than that, uh, there's not really any mutant comps that really use Blade Master particularly well. Cogmore, you would think he's good with it. He's not. I don't really understand why, but he's not. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cog's really interesting. Um, yeah. If I If we can reminisce quickly Sol's been sure. streaming a lot this week um and yes. you've been running into quite a lot of cogmore have what this they unit this they unit what <laughs> so yeah. i don't know where the idea that cogmore is a good unit has come from because he doesn't kill anything i don't see it kill any units cog three cog three is actually not that bad cog three is actually kind of good the issue is Cog One and Cog One's not a unit, firstly. Cog One's just straight up. Yeah, agreed. Cog Two is pretty bad. It's okay in some situations. Like, if you hit it early, you're never happy. You're never like excited. Oh, I hit a Cog Two. Like, I learned recently from Angora that like, you can run Cog Two in your Ergot comp while you wait for Jinx. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, I'm never running Cog Two. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then Cog Three is like fine. He's like good. Yeah. Enough, you know, like. Especially if you roll, if you play the protector reroll comp, hit everything else. Then Cog three starts to feel like a real unit, like when you got like a rage play going and everything. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It that takes a, a lot, lot right? Because it's not, a it's not a good mutant. 
really, is it? Not really. Like, not really. You never carry it when you're playing mutants. Literally, every other mutant is probably better, except for maybe Cassidy. You know, Mouse is the good one. Yeah, Mouse is Mouse is the good one. And there's, I mean, if we if we sort of talk about alternative methods, uh, people in China are currently basically using Cog Three as an item holder for Kaisa. Really, <laughs> in mutant. <laughs> You know, like they're basically playing mutant reroll, but then after the second they hit Cog three, they fast eight, find one Kaiser and sell it. Kaiser, then they just pivot. Yeah. And yeah. You know, the Cog beats Inno, that it one takes a dragon and another item. Oh, that's absolutely that, that is true though. Like the the, the Cog uh, percent like max HP damage is kind of it's kind of useful sometimes. Yeah. Free win. Free win into a lobby full of um uh, innovators, but however, yeah. we're seeing a big innovator change that's going to make that less likely. So, uh, yeah, useless he's unit. As a actual carry, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's okay, util. It's actually not that bad, util. But it's like not that good of a carry. But... Yeah, that's it. All right, yeah, let's, on. let's go um, on. Chemtech is interesting. So Chemtech is actually getting reworked now. So, um, back it overall. So now Chemtech, because uh, currently the way Chemtech behaves is that the thresholds are um time based. So like each threshold increases the time, the duration of the actual buff. It's now getting reworked to a flat eight seconds. Um, and it's, it's, it's now, it now has scaling attack speed instead of flat attack speed at each of the thresholds. So you're going from 50% flat to, uh, 25, 50, 75, 100 at the, each of the, you know, thresholds. Uh, you're going from flat 4% HP reduction, uh, regeneration to, uh, 3, 4, 6, 10. Yeah. And, um, I don't know what they did to the damage resist. I think they got rid of it. Like the damage reduction. I think they got yeah. rid of it. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's been taken away now, but uh, yeah, I like the changes. Um, I'm 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 actually a fan of it. Um, I was it always felt kind of weird, but um, I think a bunch of chemtechs just made it last longer. It didn't actually make the buff any better. Mm. So I I like that this gives you a reason to chase like seven and nine chemtech. So yeah, I like that. I like chemtech that. Looks kind of scary. Hundred percent attack speed, ten percent HP regen. Yeah. It's only eight um, seconds though, but still, it is. It is. Um, I, I, based on what we've talked about already, Chemtech mm -hmm. is in. It seems like it's in a pretty good spot. You know, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Especially um, with the ability to get a Zac, like to get a Zac out early, is very mm -hmm. good. Yeah, yeah. A challenger player, uh, I see a challenger player called uh, Tamora recently posted a uh, Chemtech guide on Reddit that I thought was pretty insightful into playing the comp. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean. Takeaways is that just stronger sports save HP and uh, yeah, not a lot of gold <laughs> basically. Um, but um, yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think Kemtech's in a good spot and getting early Zaxxon is it is, it good. is really good. I'll tell you what, Chemtech card is really good for refusing to play Twitch. Wait, really? Like taking oh, yeah. Chemtech, Chemtech, so you don't have to play that shit. No, 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 don't you talk nonsense to me on this. No, this no, is no, ridiculous. No, 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 it's good. No, no, trust, trust, trust. Twitch 2? You got me to 5 1 this, like, Elon 1. No way, man. It was actually because of List 2 with Morello, but, like, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. But Twitch 2 also did something. So you had a Twitch on your board, is what you're saying, when your Lissandra was killing everything. I had a Twitch with 3 damage items of 5 chem tech, is what I'm saying. Yep, 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 yep. It was not that bad. But it was doing the third most damage every time. Okay, no, 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 but the takeaway, though, is that Twitch is good if you play it with Chemtech. It's not very good if you don't play with Chemtech. <laughs> yeah, right. It's actually the takeaway. It is actually yeah. good with Chemtech. Just okay. don't play without Chemtech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Interesting. All right. <laughs> See, look, I thought, okay, yeah, I'm just, I'm bringing up and Angora so many times, but I just, uh, I, I, I learned so much from him this week. Like, look, I mean, after we had Angora on the podcast, he's been in here every single week, checking in with us, seeing how yes. we're going. He's been yeah. chatting to us. I mean, he's been coaching you. I mean, I uh, think he might be our new best friend. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> if, if not, I mean, he may as well be the third person on the on the podcast. Hey, guys, it's Twitch podcast. I'm actually inclined to agree. I think it's kind of good, but especially after the targeting bug fix. But yeah, I, I think yeah. Ne- when they fix the targeting, that's that's when uh, Twitch yeah, becomes right. reasonable again. It is really the targeting bug that's holding him back right now. I think like the yeah. targeting bug fix is actually because he hits backline. That's the main thing. Right now, like, yeah. It's like backline for half the HP, and then he randomly starts shooting a frontliner, and just like broke. Well, Twitch was good for that sort of three days when you could reroll for Twitch three, and like kill everything in the backline when the targeting actually worked, and you actually killed all the units in the backline. Look, we uh, a lot of the chat uh, on the Twitch right now, guys. By the way, if you do listen to the podcast, we are live every Tuesday night, Twitch TV slash Cutler TFT. Um, a lot of the chat is talking a little bit about what's coming up next. So let's keep going with the patch and we'll, we'll get oh, we'll into some of that stuff. Yeah, we'll keep rolling. So this one I'll touch on really, really shortly. Uh, Innovator is getting a uh, slight nerf. Um, it's just uh, 25 to 20 uh, bear AD and AP buff. So, I mean, it's like it's a nerf, but, you know, it's not too big. Mm. 75% to 40% dragon crit damage buff. That's a really big one. So dragon's still going to be obviously really good. AoE fear, like, it's got a free QSS on it. It's going to be still really, really strong utility. But your units are not immediately just going to be able to, like, delete everything once it, like, rolls because of the damage buff. So, Interesting. I think that's going to make the Seraphine sort of store comps probably a bit worse. I yeah, think so, maybe, significantly. It's, it probably makes it yeah. a lot worse, yeah. I think Jin is still in a decent spot if you play Inno Jin. She just has really high numbers to begin with. Mm. But, uh, yeah. I also think... That would be my initial impression. Uh, I think four Clockwork is actually really good for Jin because it makes Clockwork Heart, like, a reasonably uh clockwork emblem and clockwork heart like reasonably viable takes um, yeah so i think playing four clockwork is going to become slightly more standard when it comes to innovators yeah i can see it especially if you get the spat right it's like pretty easy to pick yeah spat, um okay moving on um so this is we're going to be covering uh one two three class champions so um i'm going to kind of speed through this and we can just kind of sort of try to dissect it instead of going one by one just to save some time so, uh, Garen, uh, is now, uh, getting a, Garen's getting a nerf, he's going from 20 to 15%, uh, spell percent missing HP, uh, with his, uh, with his spell damage. Uh, Trundle is getting nerfed from a 50% to a 25%, uh, spell attack speed slow, and, um, his AD steal is getting nerfed by 5 and then 10 at 2, two and 3 star. X is getting, uh, a damage, wait, is that her damage? I think that is, yeah, she's getting a damage nerf, a shield nerf, and a, uh, shield scaling nerf, so 3 hits to Vex overall. Good. Uh, Katarina. Katarina is getting uh, a pretty, pretty well, it's a pretty hefty nerf. Uh, 20, uh, from 225 to 200 um, damage. At, uh, oh, well, the, well, the one star's getting nerfed. I'm not ahead of myself. We'll just go to the top. 180 to 160, 225 to 200, and then 300 to 250. 300 to 250 is the big one. That's like, that's a lot of action. That's a lot of damage, especially when you consider Katarina's an execute based champion. And then finally, um, Shaco, <laughs> Shaco, is getting some much-deserved buffs. He's going from 650 to 700 HP, uh, 50 out of, uh, out of 90 to 40 out of 80 mana. Um, his spell damage is going from 75 to 90, 100 to 110, and then 125 to 130. Um, Interesting. But yeah, so that's that's this slide, so I'm happy to sort of, you know, yeah. whatever jumps out to you. <laughs> Triple nerf to Vex is very necessary. 
very necessary. Yeah, very deserved, and I'm pretty sure she's still good. Yeah. And I will say that whoever of you, whoever of you are out there that's listening that tried to play cat in a lobby where you knew there was another cat player and you went bot four, um, and you lost and you felt really sad. You're the reason that Katarina hasn't been gutted. She's just been nerfed because <laughs> now it looks like she's not the most broken unit ever. She's just pretty good because of her win rate is actually like relatively reasonable. You're right though about the, you're right about the three star though. The three star being nerfed yeah, by yeah. such a significant amount. We'll also see that um, uh, Ionic Spark gets a relatively to big nerf. To be completely nerf. honest, Katsuru was honestly pretty. I mean, it was not too unreasonable after a hotfix there. I will agree that Cat like pre hotfix was really really egregious. Uh, I mean, post hotfix like Cat would like rarely top two lobbies, and the real issue was how consistent of a top four comp it was. But uh, yeah. And we, we've discussed this last episode, but... Yeah, turning it down a little bit is fine. I think that Vex yeah. is probably still fine. Vex is still good. Vex is for sure yeah. still good. But uh, should, 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 should a Vex 2 with, like, Bramble just be randomly, like, deleting your entire frontline and, like, tanking every single attack? <laughs> probably not. Yeah, so, like, I feel like you can, like, Vex 2 being, like, your end game singular tank is probably, like, not going to be a thing anymore, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like ultimately like that kind of super tank is kind of unhealthy for the game as a whole anyway. Yeah. But, um, it's still gonna play Vex. Vex is still gonna be really good. Uh, she's still probably gonna make it in your con endgame cons. She's gonna need to play other frontliners as well, other than just Vex. yeah. And that's fine with me. Trundle, yeah. Trundle nerf I think is pretty reasonable as well. Um, we've we've seen Trundle three in particular do really well. Um. Partially as an answer to Yone because Trundle three uh sort of soft counters Yone because it just steals the AD. Um, yeah. yeah, I think turning down Trundle is also reasonable. Uh, the Garen nerf is weird to a lot of people because um, like 1 and 2 star Garen are really, really bad. But uh, Garen 3 does a lot of damage. I don't know if you guys uh, have yeah. seen Garen 3, but uh, that, you know, with BT, uh, still just randomly one-shots everything. So I think that's honestly fair as well. I think the, the, the idea is you have to be punished for playing a reroll comp. Basically. In the sense that... Like the, yeah. the like the one star and two star units of the three star versions, you shouldn't be like eighty health at three four or three five. Yeah, yeah. with like, the with the non upgraded versions, basically. With the exception of uh, Garen that we're talking about here, but yeah. Two star versions really should not just be instant like stabilized, which is what two star Katarina, two star Trundle, and two star Dex. Yeah, exactly. Right? It was just insta-stable the minute you hit them. But... Yeah, no, so we're talking about... Spe I'm talking about specific one costs here. Oh, I think that, about, uh, yeah, oh, I think, one cost. Sorry, like, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, so just from Garen's perspective, I think yeah. that, like, one cost, one star, and two stars need to be weaker. Okay, sure. The longer it... You know, you, you need to... Your board needs to be worse for having them on your board the longer the game goes, basically. Right, right, sure. So there needs to be a realistic understanding that those units are a little bit weaker basically mm -hmm. uh, as the game goes on because you can't just sit on garen 2 for 11 rounds because you can't basically you can sit on a lot of the two star versions of oh, that protector I, I don't know if the example i would use but i i do agree with you there are some like because mm. like, stars that are really good but uh yeah i just think that like overall what brings that comp together is how easy it is to hit those <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Hit yeah. all of them. So I think that there needs to be some concession yeah. where, the, where the nerf reflects that. So I, basically. I think, right, 
Right, so I think, right, look, the big takeaway from this, in my opinion, is that um, Mort and Kent really want units to have, like, distinct roles. Like, they should do what their role says that they should do, and they shouldn't, like, they should have multi-role, essentially. We'll, we'll dip into this later when we talk about Galio. But, like, for example, Garen is a tank. Like, his identity is fr is a frontliner. Your frontliner shouldn't just shouldn't also be a DPS that's just randomly one-shotting everything as well. Yeah. Which is sort of the idea behind this, right? Um, yeah. But, yeah. Which I'm inclined to agree. I think that's fair. But... Mm. We can briefly touch on Shaco. Uh, Shaco's really bad this patch. They buffed him, like, last patch, and it didn't do anything. Uh, he's still really bad. Uh, I don't know if these nerfs bring him back into viability. The, 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 so no no sorry buffs I don't know if, I don't know if these buffs bring him into viability. What jumps out to me is the uh, forty slash eighty mana instead of uh, fifty out of ninety. So he's gonna be repeat casting a lot more. That could that could potentially bring him back to uh, early PP days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's him, interesting. But, uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to see. There's a couple of items that have changed as well. Not too many, but there's a couple that we could see on Shaco. I don't know if we will, but we could basically. I'm not sure about it. I'm really not sure. It needs to be put into yeah, practice. I, I, I can't say. It's too, it's too complicated. Like, we, we, like, that's one of those, like, you're going to have to play it to see how it feels. Yeah, the game is not as front to back as it was when Shaco was last good. All right, moving on. Uh, so we're going we're to get into, like, a, the, the, the more juicy ones, uh, the four costs. So uh, Fiora is getting a pretty decent buff from 70 to 75 AD, 160 to 170% spell AD percentage. Uh, Jin is getting sort of a semi-rework. It's kind of a nerf, kind of a buff. He's getting a mana reduction from 0 out of 80 to 0 out of 70. He's getting an AD nerf from 95 to 90. Uh, his spell is getting nerfed at the 2 star from 225 to 200% spell AD. Lux is getting a nerf, which makes serious sense, by the way, from 30 to 20 mana refunded on per kill. Uh, Oriana is getting a uh, buff from uh, 80 out of 100 to 50 out of 140 mana, but she's getting a slight nerf to a stun, so they're moving her to more of a damage. Uh, damage identity. Uh, Scion is getting a, a straight buff, 1750 to 1850 HP, which is insane because of Colossus scaling. Uh, the stun is getting buffed from 2.5 to 3 at 2 star, and then 5 to 6 at uh, 3 star. Um, so yeah, we can, uh, yeah, same, same format. What, uh, what's jumping out to you? Um, the Jin nerf is interesting to me, and I guess it's because that they've sort of relatively overall buffed the the supporting cast of Jin, they buff Clockwork and Oriana. Um, so they probably wanted to bring Jin slightly in line with yeah. um, some basically what is going on around him at the moment. I like that. I think that's fine. It, yeah, I do think it's, it's not even that big of a nerf if you think about it, because like he ults earlier now. So like, yeah, uh, he does less damage. Yes, he also just ults earlier now, and we all mm. know how freaking long Jin takes to cast. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I like that. I will say, I think Fiora's maybe one to keep an eye on. Potentially. I like, yeah, I like, um, I like Fiora I as know. well. It's hard I because... Carry, I, I don't know if Fiora mm. carry is going to be a thing. I don't think so. But I like the direction. Basically, the biggest issue that Fiora has is that she has the same scaling supplements, a aka AP, as the five cost, which is multi-target as opposed to single target. Yeah. So, so Kaiser is just a multi-target better attack speed yeah, so AP also, holding unit. 
really. It is a good point. Um, I, I, and I do want to touch on this because I was actually randomly thinking about this the other day, as you do when you're addicted to TFT, uh, about what the point of Fiora is as a unit. Like, what is her identity? What is she actually using? I think I figured it out, and I, I think that, like, I like the direction we're going in. Fiora should be a single target, like, nuka, if that makes sense. Like, she, yeah. should, she should be the unit to go to if you want, like, one, like, of your opponents, like, like, one of your enemy frontline is dead. Because she does true damage, and, like, she hits really, really hard, like, single target, right? Like, Fiora should be, like, your answer to, like, super tanks, is what Fiora's role should be. Right? Yeah. Which makes it distinct from Kai'Sa, whose role is a hyper-carry, who just scales throughout the fight. Mm -hmm. I really like what they've done here, right? They, they didn't, like, hit the, they didn't, like, buff the mana, which I think is wrong. Like, I, I think you don't want Fiora permacasting. They simply made it so that Fiora does more damage, which I think is, like, what you want your Fiora to be. You want, you want Fiora to be a unit that, like, if you, you know, you, you start thinking about itemizing, if you see someone with, like, a, like a fully itemized, like, Mundo, for example. Fully itemized, I, I don't know, like a fully itemized, uh, let's just use some random example. Fully itemized Sion as an example, right? Fiora should be the unit where if you position correctly, you will, like, absolutely nuke that unit. And I think that's, like, what Fiora should be um, as a unit. Yeah, it's interesting. I think the, the fantasy isn't there yet for Fiora, basically. Not yet, not yet. Um, I think that's what they should be aiming for. But if they're gonna if they're gonna aim for that, then I, I I quite like it. I just what just what is difficult to ascertain at the moment is she needs the same items as the as a unit that's just strictly better than her in the same tag, essentially. Well, that's that's not necessarily true. She's really flexible, like item wise, because she stands with both AD and um, AP, especially with the. Um, uh, AD scaling buffs with this uh, specific uh, patch, right? Mm. I think that like Fiora is a really good uh, like spare item holder, like just whatever items you have left over in challenges, just plan Fiora. And I think that it, that's that could be her, her identity. I don't really think that's necessarily an issue, but yeah, I do. I, like I do totally see where you're getting at there. Like if yeah. we're thinking about like this Fiora as a carry, then yeah, you want like probably like I don't know a D cap, a JG, an IE. But, um, it's just. Really yeah, it's, it needs to be there. Yeah. At the moment, it's difficult to find where Fiora fits because if you wanna if you wanna go for Fiora, then you should there should be a vacuum that Fiora is successful in. Mm -hmm. So she, you're right when she needs to find a significant identity. I think that's very interesting. I hope that they keep working towards that because she also has the enforcer tag. You know, she has a she has a disruption based tag. I feel like it's. I feel like she should be utility though, because I feel like Fiora as yeah. an actual carry as a fantasy is quite unhealthy. Fiora as an actual carry, which we did see a little bit briefly in PVE before they nerfed um, her mana, just perma alters perma untargetable with the entire fight. I don't know if that's that fun to play against. So I mean, <laughs> no, I that that I agree with. I just think they need to find a balance. <laughs> there needs to be a balance somewhere, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Uh, yeah, well, what I'm sticks out Fiora, aside from Fiora? What else sticks out for you in this? In this sort of four costs. Lux mana nerf makes absolutely no sense. Lux is is like we've talked about it last like week. I don't want to shit on Lux the entire episode. But, like Lux is so terrible. <laughs> uh, the reason why she's bad is because uh, she has very very specific uh, best in slot being the crit item crit items, and she also requires vertical arcanist synergy to fully pop off. If those statements are true, Lux is good. But the issue is, is that the rest of the Arcanist comp doesn't really want to play like that because um, Arcanists kind of want to slow out the fight. They kind of want to, kind of want the fight to like continue for a long time. So that you have things like hit the lasers, pirate heals, vex shield, and stuff to you know scale the fight. Uh, at least that's sort of how the AP comp is set and sort of played out. 
Yeah, because oh. um, you've got as much utility as you have damage, basically, in, in even the yeah. traditional, like, a vertical arcanist, because you're yeah. always playing support units. Um, I don't, I don't get it. Look, we, we spoke, we had a two-hour podcast okay. last week, and okay, half, yeah. half of it was basically, why is Lux so shit? I don't get it. And no, then no, they Mouse 2 is better than Lux. I mean, what can I say? Yeah. Mouse 2 is better than Lux 2. I get it. There's no Lux doesn't have an identity because she once again yeah. is similar to similar to Fiora but not quite. She's significantly yeah. overshadowed by units in her same tree. Well, the problem with Lux is that Lux can only be played as a carry as well. At least Fiora can be played as a yeah, player. exactly. Like, you can't even play. Have you ever tried yeah. to think like second like just random Lux? It doesn't do anything. Do no, anything. exactly. <laughs> if it doesn't have any, yeah. it basically is just like a line damage unit. Yeah, it just, but, just doesn't do damage. It just tickles things. And yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well. Lux. Jesus. This one I think is big, though. I do want to bring the attention away from Lux. I, I want to direct it to Scion. I think the Scion buff is insane. And I think that, like, it's kind of crap. Though? Thoughts? Yeah, they, um. <laughs> more in the rundown spoke a lot about, like, being really worried about the power fantasy of, of Colossus yeah. again, because they're basically all receiving yeah. straight buffs. Um, yeah. But at, the, like at least this time, Scion's not a damage dealer. Yeah. No, basically, so. um, yeah. it's going to be good. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be really good. It's going to be probably too good, and it'll be turned down. Um, but it's not going to one-shot everybody. That's fine. No, no, no. I'm okay with having another frontline in the game. Uh, these buffs look pretty good. Yeah, look like we said. Uh, yeah. yeah, like we said last week, if you're going to take up two spots, at least make it worth my fucking time to play them. Like, make it worth my while to get rid of four units to play two tanks that die instantly half the time, you know? Like, you, you want the fantasy of these big things that don't die, you know, more. We'll get on to Galio later, but um, Mort, had a lot, Mort had a lot to say about Galio, so I'll save it for them, but... There's a, there's, a pow there's a vacuum of power that is missing from them right now, so... <laughs> Um, Oriana as well is a big one, like you just said. Um, the inconsistency uh, will still plague Oriana. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I like that Ori gets to cast more now. And I, you know, I ideally would prefer to see her shift to more of a carry role than a, uh, purely just a util role. Like, it feels like there's a lot of units that are just like, especially in the Enchanter category, that are just util, like, shields or CC bots. Yeah, It agreed. would be nice to have another, like, AP carry like option, but yeah, yeah. Um, it's I, I, I don't feel like there's too much to say about Ori other than she's on the weaker side and hmm. this boss might make a difference. Yeah, it helps. That's for sure. I just she's very inconsistent because of her targeting. So if you're gonna if you want to give me Oriana ca carry fantasy like that's what you want. You want to shift her away from utility towards more of a damage dealer. At the yeah, very least, you've got to make it. Yeah, you got to make it worth my while like make the ball smaller like make the shockwave smaller yeah, yeah. but do more damage um yeah, yeah. or Ori's like and like the thing about Ori is you can actually position for Ori as well because Ori always ults uh, the biggest comp of your friendly units so, yeah and she's like not that unhealthy as well because she's like her design is she's front to back she's always gonna ult your comp first so she'll have to she has to get through the front line before she can start ulting the backline comp but um yeah we'll see Ori see Ori carry on becomes a thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, it'll be interesting because I think that Oriana is actually one of these rare units that benefits really heavily from um, Exiles. Exiles is, like, really good overall. We haven't sort of talked about traits too much. 
But when you don't have to clump your own team, Oriana's targeting becomes infinitely better because she doesn't. Yeah, that's true. She doesn't hype. She doesn't hyper target your board first. So you play yeah, against people without exiles when you have exiles, and she's a lot more better. Enemy clumps. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she starts hitting enemy clumps. Yeah. And I like I like that for her definitely more than anything else, really. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right, let's go to five costs. Um, all right, we're gonna do some changes. Uh, so Akali is getting a buff at one star. Um, she's she's getting more HP overall. So eight hundred to eight fifty HP. Uh, one star spell damage from two seventy five to three hundred. Uh, Jace is getting a nerf from 40 to 30 armor and MR for his hammer form. Um, from 400 to 350 shield and then 600 to 500 shield. Uh, and then his range form is getting a buff from 35 to 45 and then 60 to 70 range AD bonus. Uh, Victor is getting a nerf um, from zero uh, from 140 to 150 mana. Uh, and then uh, he's also getting a damage nerf from 350 to 325 and then 450 to 425. Elio! Is getting a HP buff from eighteen hundred to nineteen hundred, but a massive AD nerf from fifteen from uh one hundred and fifty to one hundred and twenty. Uh, Jinx is getting a slight nerf from one point oh five to one point oh attack speed. Uh, and her uh second spell uh sorry sorry her second uh star is uh two hundred ten from uh two hundred ten to two hundred uh is, uh percent AD yeah there we go. Also, yeah, thanks so much, Cash, for the sub. There's a lot there. Oh my goodness me. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff. Whoa, okay. Uh, I think I want to address Galio first. I teased it a little bit earlier. Yeah. Uh, Mort hated Clapio. Clapio, yeah. Mort said on the rundown that he thought it was hilarious, but he didn't want it to be anywhere. He didn't want these units that were supposed to be tanks doing this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting mindset because it is very clear that they feel that the way that the game is going they need to make it so that units cannot be significantly overstimulated with too many roles basically um they don't want galio to have multiple multiple options they want galio to be a tank they said that they experimented with making galio taunt when he landed uh they said that they're going to keep a significant eye on galio in the future because they don't think they've even got him worked out yet what we said last (laughs) week still rings true to me in the sense that they need to not bring this ship back in 6.5 because they can't they cannot get it right yeah we already know at this point class is not coming back but yeah i mean we gotta make do what we have right but yeah yeah basically what we've got now is a set of units that they'll be messing with for the rest of the the set basically um which is, I mean, that's fine. We know that that's going to basically be what's going on. Um, but at the end of the day, it is significantly limiting for, like, design space. And Absolutely. Area of area of, like, importance that they're really missing out on here. They're going to spend a lot of time fixing, attempting to fix Colossus that could be spent on other things. And I'm not going to, I don't want to whine too much, but I, I will just yeah, say no, that, I, I that these units, well. these units should significantly impact. Uh, units should be allowed to do more than one thing, really. But they shouldn't, it shouldn't be prevalent. They shouldn't have just destroyed it in an instant. Really. Um, I mean, I'm kind of torn on this and I don't want to dwell on this for too long. 
That's a bit, I'm actually indifferent on this whole Clapio nerf, to be honest. I think that, like, it's pretty obvious Galio should not be an AD carry. <laughs> yeah. I think it's hilarious <laughs> that it exists. Yeah. Like, you are kidding yourself if you think that, like, Galio being an AD carry is, like, makes any sense at all, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I thought that makes sense. I, I like that it's really unique. I think it's really cool. No, no, no. I think it's really fucking cool. But at the same time, let's be real. This should be a 10. <laughs> now, what I will draw criticism is, this is a 5-cost tank. This is literally the worst 5-cost tank they've ever freaking printed. Agreed. <laughs> this is the worst 5-cost tank they've ever freaking printed. So, I would have liked to see them have made this nerf after they had came out with a reasonable compromise, making Ali Galio an actual good tank. Yeah. And now it feels like a really band-aid. Like this feels basically this feels like the Kale nerf from set five essentially. Where Kale was broken, they nerfed it to unplayability because like we don't know what the hell we're gonna do with this champion. And then for like three patches it was unplayable until they finally cured it. And then, this was very, very similar. Yeah, and then they overbuffed it, basically. Oh for one patch, but then they, they got a yeah. this one afterwards. Let me Come. just say let me just say that the way that Galio currently is is not good enough, really. No. They just need they just need a little bit more understanding that it's a wa it's wasting potential it's wasting time, um and look at the end of the day I don't even care that much like I'm not a big Galio player I don't give a fuck about yeah and I don't give a fuck about, I don't give a fuck about Clapio but why did they get rid of it if they didn't make Galio a good tank you're exactly right yeah it's like it's like. Taking away something without putting anything to replace it is the problem. Yeah. That's the issue that I have here with. So Galio's going from an identity that they didn't expect, essentially back to no identity, without giving him any any, any help. Unnecessary. I, I will I will just... Let's talk about something else. Victor nerf, necessary. Victor nerf is well deserved. I don't think we need to talk about that one too much. I think the Jinx nerf is kind of weird, but kind of reasonable as well. Yeah, I, actually, um, I actually yeah. think the Jinx is very polarizing i don't think she's that like one star jinx it gets really good once you play this crap jinx yeah i don't know if you played that one yet but uh, yeah once you play jinx with uh binary uh that's just kind of broken mm. <laughs> you don't even need binary actually but uh it's really yeah. good when she gets played in six crap jinx in ergot she's just uh your util like your util secondary dps but... yeah and scraps another one that needs a little bit of love really because... Really? No, no, no. Scrap... No, trust. trust. No, no. Sorry, I mean, I mean more like attention, because what, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's going on with Scrap right now is very similar, very similar to things we've seen them do before. In the sense that, like, it shouldn't particularly be like an every game vertical, really. It isn't. Like, it's not, well, we'll make it clear right now. It's not an every game vertical. You cannot force this Scrap every game. Yeah. Incredibly augmented tenant. You need things like uh, uh, first aid kits above shielding. You need like uh, binary. Binary is a big one. Um, mm. Like scrap yard to get extra components. Uh, there's a bunch of them. But like you need like scrap hard for extra. Like, so you don't have to like play the shit scrap units. It is augmented dependent, but it's yeah. really good with even just one like, of the augments. So. Mm. Yeah. So I think that there needs to be a little bit of a change to unit strength realistically as well. I think a lot of these augments are like masking over a lot of problems that a lot of units have at the moment where they're really weak. 
Akali is another one. Akali is barely a unit at one star. You cannot play Akali uh, on your board. Yeah, I learned the hard way. I learned the hard way. <laughs> Akali right. was pretty bad. I learned, yeah. I learned this the hard way. Akali 2 is good. Akali 2 is good. Akali That's one. fine. And that it's good that they're good. buffing Akali, Akali 1. But what the fuck is the point of having a 5 cost? Like, realistically, 5 costs have a power fantasy that they have been getting wrong for a long time. In my I mean, personal it's opinion, in my personal opinion, in my personal opinion, the game is much more interesting and enjoyable when the additional five costs in your composition give you something different. They give you different things. They give you different outs. Set three and set four were very, very good for this kind of thing because you could play oh, okay. a lot of them. Can I make an addendum? Set three five costs were not very good, but uh, set four high costs are really good. Oh, I mean, <laughs> some set, of the set three high costs had, had things like Echo that literally like until they like fixed it really late it was extremely like you know, one dimensional. But yeah, mm. set four got it right. Set four got it right. Like we we use set four as the example oh, for five costs. Yeah, set and even really even going back to set two as well, I think that there was a... well, set, set three five costs are broken as well. Yeah, and then, I mean GP MF Asol, they're all great basically. Uh, um, GP without items, GP without like upgrades. Uh, you just upgrades. you just needed demolition uh, for GP. ASO was good. ASO was really good. Don't get me wrong. ASO was really good. I don't want to turn this into a big argument because no, no, it's just. All got it right. Let's just. Uh, I yeah, we well. just need to. There needs to be like the reintroduction of legendaries feeling legendary because a lot of the legendaries in this set don't feel very legendary. Really? I, think I still so. don't even know if I agree with that. Jace feels like a legendary to me. Jinx feels like a legendary to me. Vita feels like a legendary to me. Yeah, and that's uh, that's because they're so much better than every other legendary. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Claws exists. Claws is a legendary in this set. I don't even remember anymore. Exactly! Galio is shit. Akali is good at two star. Am I forgetting somebody? Is that everyone? Tom. Oh, Yumi. Yumi. Yumi definitely feels like a legendary. Yumi, oh. Tom. Y Yumi. Kaisa. Oh. Kaisa's also like needs to be itemized, but Kaisa's kind of like chaos, so it's fine. Palm is in a weird spot. Palm is in a really weird spot. No man, I feel like I feel like set, I feel like you're giving set five too hard of a time. They're, they're, they're like, I'm okay with money. We can we can agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah, agree I don't know. I I just think that like, just a, a little bit of a little bit of care, you know, a little bit of care. Oh, for sure. Okay, okay, I hear you. I hear you. Um, alright, I, I think that's mostly it for five costs. Uh, I think Jace nerfs are well deserved. Yeah, Frontline Jace is still very good. Even with these nerfs, by the way, Frontline Jace is still going to be good. Like, I, I don't even know if this is enough. Like, Frontline Jace is still super... I think yeah. you just get clapped less by one star. Frontline Jace is good. Still don't play Backline Jace, guys. There's no, there's no need. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, Alright, let's keep going. Uh, items. Blue buff. Buffed. We talked about this last week. God, they didn't make the... It's 60 mana. It's 50, it's 50 <laughs> mana. Uh, so yeah. It's 30 to 50. I think it's a lot more balanced. 60 sounded ludicrous to me, but yeah. I guess it's just a straight quality of life, this one. I don't know if you want to say, say something about it, but yeah. It's really That's... weird that blue buff is getting such a significant buff, considering how good it's been in previous sets. Like, think of if just, we're doing a bit of reminiscing. It's a bit unnecessary because we're so far ahead in the game now. But imagine if this is what blue buff did, like, six months set ago. <laughs> set oh, fucking set three, ago? set four, set five. Yeah. It's a four. Yeah. So four was the set for blue buff because all yeah. the 
all the, all the broken legendaries use blue buff. Like Kane and Yone and stuff, they all use blue buff. Yeah. But the blue buff started to fall off ever since F5, to be completely honest. But like, mm -hmm. it, I mean, look, the thing is, blue buff is always going to be uh, dependent on the units that can use it. But I think this 50 yeah. starting mana is just a quality of life because it makes it so that, like, it's not limited. Like, like the high mana pool carries, like, actually use it, which makes sense. Because tier tier, like, right? Like, it won't well the tier tier, should tier tier not, like, give you a bunch of mana, right? Mm. Like, it's completely unplayable currently on units like Midgard. That's just yeah. not ideal. Um, this is an item that I don't... I, I'm going to put this out there. I think that it could be useful on Shaco. I don't think that it would be good, but I don't think... It, I think there's a there's a reason to believe yeah. that, that units with a 50 difference between starting and going and, like, starting mana and yeah. casting mana will make this... make this better, mm. basically. Yeah. Um, it's an instant cast it's, uh, for Shaco, basically. After jump, it's an instant cast. Yeah. So, it's not um, it's not a solve. I don't think it's, like, great. Yeah. But I think that there needs to probably be a little bit of experimentation with blue buff going on right now, because there will yeah. be something that can use it very successfully. Yeah, for sure. I just want to quickly address uh, uh, Unreal in the chat. I think that dislikes uh, Runa without unhit uh, as an item. Um, just to really briefly... Go on a tangent. Uh, blue, uh, Runin uh, doesn't proc on hit this specific set because of a bunch of interactions with a bunch of units in set. There's a lot of units that if Runin proc on hit, or would be really, really broken. Yeah. Uh, they specifically did it to me. They specifically yeah. did it to yeah. balance it around this set, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to leave the conversation um, there. There's a bunch of units in set that if they had Runin for on hit, would be absolutely broken. Um, yeah. Um, that doesn't that doesn't mean that it shouldn't be an on hit item, and what Fish is saying in the chat is that it should probably feel like an on hit item, and that I do agree with. I just oh, think so that they're so quite so. limited by the design of some of the units in this set. Uh, yeah, let's let's keep going. Um, frozen hop, uh, from twenty five to thirty five percent attack speed slow. Um, I think it's good. Um, I don't know if this buff is even necessary because I feel like frozen hop's not even bad to be completely honest. Um, I think Frozen Heart Echo is actually like really really strong, and um, in a Yone meta as well, Frozen Heart's already really valuable anyway. So I'm I'm kind of indifferent about it, but I feel like this might be a bit much. But um, yeah. Yeah, this oh. is too much. It's but a lot, right? Thirty-five percent is a lot of attack speed. The reason that it's not built significantly right now, aside like as much as it could be, is because mm. Chain is so valuable. You basically need Jumble Chain for Bramble Vest. In every game, yeah, because absolutely. there's a cat player yeah. <laughs> kicking your ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to justify burning a chain right now, right? But yeah. Like, uh, it's always been an item that was really good when chain wasn't highly valuable, essentially. So with the sort of less emphasis on, like, crit-based Katarina, for instance, wrecking everyone's boards early on, um, you might find yourself with more spare chains. And we know for a fact that because, like, Lux is shit, and she's, like, the best AP blue buff item holder. You know, like, you're not... You know, you're not... You know, you're not struggling for tiers. Like, you're not going for three tiers every game, basically. So, I think this is probably too much. I think by next patch, it'll be 30%, and we'll say yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I, I really would not be surprised with either a revert or toning it back down. This is... I yeah. feel like this is a lot. Um, I'm going to be slamming a lot of Frozen Heart Echoes, let's just say that. Yeah, exactly, because they haven't done significantly much to Echo either, aside from, like, an attack speed nerf, basically. On ability. 
Yeah. Even, even without like slamming Frozen Heart Echo, by the way, like this is buff Scrap Echo because you just put a chain on Echo. And, like, yeah. Like, RNG's the Frozen Heart. It's yeah. Just the same. But yeah. Um, let's keep going though. Um, those are the only item changes. So, yes, I think they are. There was a ner there's a nerf to um, Ionic. Oh, there was a nerf to Ionic. It was like in small, right? But we'll just keep going. Yeah. Large, um, I think we covered a bunch of these already. Uh, I did cover the innovator. We did talk about innovator already. Uh, Duet got fixed. Um, now, uh, firstly, Duet got fixed. So the socialite bug with the double squares is just gone. Anyone who, for anyone who doesn't know, socialite was bugged. Um, basically, both squares were active. Just one of them wasn't visible. You just had to find it. So Duet as an augment just didn't even work. Uh, Duet, the new Duet has been uh, buffed. And now, in addition to granting a second spotlight, gives a bonus 500 HP to flying champions. This is quality of life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, item grab back got nerfed. Uh, it no longer grants uh, reforges. As much as it pains me, and it just feels bad, I, I feel like I reluctantly agree with this, this decision. Your thoughts? I think that it's going to still be fine. I think that... Hmm. This is hard. The, the bonus, the... Oh, I'll get a nice little reforge for any t any time that i want it was like really nice basically really good it's really, really um good. now you're stuck with your shit item basically yeah. um the but you're not always going to get a shit item four, right? yeah, yeah. And, and you're taking it at one four most items are not shit at one four is a thing it's yeah item, right like it's hard to not be able to play around them. exactly what like what's like real i guess the only like bad stuff is probably like ice cream cone it's not even that bad, right? RFC, I think, is the worst. But even RFC, then, it's yeah. It's, it's still playable. It's still, like, 50% attack speed. Like, it's not the end of the world. Like, mm. you know, you're up, you're up an entire item at 1-4. Like, it's not even that bad, so. Yeah, it's it's necessary, but I, I it'll require a little bit of getting used to, I think. Yeah, I, yeah it's necessary, but it feels kind of bad. But yeah. Basically, you're taking item grab bag just to, like, try and high roll a defensive item. <laughs> Like, <laughs> if you get Sunfire, if you get Sunfire out of it, you basically just win the game, really. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Like, oh my sunfire, god, ah, oh, it's too good. It's too good. So you're basically just going for that, really. Like, what else are you doing? I don't know. It's fine. I You'll miss it, but you can still get them. It's not like they're not available to you anymore. Like, you can still get a Reforger. Yeah, exactly. You can random Reforger anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. Let's keep going. Let's keep moving on. Um, with augments, uh, augment changes um, that are not the ones we that were not related to the system changes we talked earlier. Spellblade uh, is getting reworked. For those who don't know, Spellblade uh, now uh, it, it was the one basically earlier like in this previous iteration. It's the one that rewards uh, Arcanists or um, auto attacking. So like they they auto for like I think fifty percent of their AP or whatever. But uh, now it's been reworked. Uh, after they cast their ability, their next attack deals bonus magic damage equal to 200% of their AP. So, for those of you who play League of Legends, it's basically a Lich Bane. Um, we don't have that specific item in TFT. That is the item that it's essentially based off of. Um, yeah, Larger Progress is now being changed into a Prismatic, which I actually like a lot. The Prismatic version now gives you 5 XP um, per round instead of 4 XP per round. And finally, Windfall is getting a nerf from 20 to 15 gold at uh, the first... Uh, threshold and then a buff from 30 to 35 gold at the last threshold Oops. yeah um like we said at the start there's a lot of emphasis on nerfing the gold generating augments 
Thank fuck. Thank fucking god, man. It's so necessary. Yeah. It's gonna really change the game a lot. Uh, in favor of sort of slowing down a little bit. Like, the game's gonna slow slightly in the early game. It's not gonna feel so fast-paced anymore. I think that's a good really? thing. Um, not I as... Built... I, actually, I actually think it still accelerates the game because of the soul changes and stuff. Like, if we're talking about Prismatic Lobby. Because we are talking about the Windfall nerf, right? But in that case... Yeah, for Prismatic, uh, I mean... Uh, that's, uh, that's a hard one because... I think it just gets closer. I think the lobby just gets closer. I, I, know, I know what the yeah. point you're getting at, though. Like, I fully understand what you're getting you're bringing at. Power, you're bringing power to an... A slightly more even level with people who take souls basically yeah that, that, that's more or less what it is like it, it's it, it, it just makes it so like you feel less bad when you don't hit an econ orb i think that's yeah the yeah the lobbies will still feel like that's what i mean when i say it accelerates the lobby tempo because then everyone has a good board so instead of like two people randomly taking like 50 damage the damage is more spread evenly which i think feels a lot better right hmm yeah agreed um, I think the March change is nice. Um, March is really powerful, especially when you get a 1-4. It's extremely strong. Um, yeah. Gold. It's, it's like an insane amount of gold value. Um, and, like, the old version felt kind of bad because you, you couldn't really ever hit level 8. Mm. Um, someone did the math for the new version. You hit level 8 slowly, slightly off curve. But you still get level 8, so it's not too bad. So I like it. Yeah. And um, it, feels it feels appropriately powerful for a prismatic. I don't know if you think so, but I, I think it's like still. Yeah, really it's fine. I think it's fine the way it is. Yeah. It's better to make them prismatics anyway. The gold, gen like the gold generating the. Those yeah. kind of lot. Having them in in the gold tier of augments, just means that like half your games are like high rolled. Yeah. But... Yeah. Yeah, so, because prismatics are harder to find. It feels better. It doesn't feel as bad when you're in a prismatic lobby because everybody is on a relatively like higher level playing field, as opposed to like gold the way that it currently was, where you could get like chemical overload, tome of traits, or yeah. rich get richer. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Slam. You know, and then somebody else has got like target dummies, sniper. Or, like, mercenaries do bonus damage. You know what I mean? And then, <laughs> then it's like, oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, well, I'm I'm way behind. Hmm? Yeah, alright, let's, all right. let's carry um, on. Let's keep going, let's keep going. Um, give me a sec. Alright, sweet. Uh, so, the... I'll just really briefly touch on Windfall that I think that is pretty just... It's, like, pretty fair, but I think that this actually pushes Windfall to being... Ooh, it's probably still good, but it's definitely might be on the weaker side now. Because it's it's at this point, like once you get to the fifteen point at one four, it's like barely better than Rich Get Richer. Yeah. I know Rich Get Richer, you don't use it for the six seven econ. But at the same time, like Rich Get Richer is a is a, is, a, is a gold augment. This is a priz augment. You expect yeah. a lot more <laughs> yeah. out of your prismatic. So, Absolutely. Uh I don't know about this fifteen. This might be too weak. There's a chance. I think 20 was in a sweet spot where it's still really good, but didn't mm. feel overpowering. Yeah. That's all it was fucked. <laughs> 25. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's keep going. Um, I don't think we want, I don't want to talk too much about all the small ones. I kind of just want to blitz past these. Um, Canopy, Bruiser, and Arcanist um, getting buffs. 
um, academy, specifically at the uh, two threshold, bruiser at the three th three threshold. Uh, Alchemist eight, uh, Alchemist eight is getting a buff in in, in specific because eight Alchemist is fake right now, so it's reasonable to make it better. Um, yeah. Do you have any thoughts about these? I feel like these are all pretty fair. Yeah, it seems reasonable. I think the Arcanists give Lux some fucking help, man. If you're gonna nerf Lux and she's already a shit unit, like yep. fucking help her out in some way, like please. Great. So yeah, it seems great, fine great. to me. Good kill. Um, all right. Uh, traits, uh, yeah. So small changes to traits. Uh, I think it's what Imperial gets a uh, Imperial five gets a gets a, gets a buff. One plays Imperial five, so yeah. <laughs> uh, two shot. Gets a buff at 4 and 6, I like it. Um, gives you a better reason to play Twinshot. Uh, like, gives you a better reason to take Twinshot augments. Uh, Syndicate gets a small armor and MR buff, but a nerf at seven at the 7 vertical. Kind of weird, because I feel like we saw 7 vertical Syndicate completely fall out of favor. Kind of weird, yeah. besides nerf it, but... Or I guess. Maybe the data is that it's still really good, so... Yeah. I just think nobody's playing it. I don't even think that it's, yeah. it's like I don't even think that it's bad. I just uh, think that no one's playing it. No one's playing it. Because you realistically wanted Echo Three for the comp and you couldn't get it because there was always like two cat players in every lobby. And a scrap player. <laughs> you know, so there's too much there's too much reliance on Echo, I think, for that comp because ideally you needed like Syndicate Heart and Syndicate Emblem and Assassin Emblem to make like your dream basically sure. so sure, sure. you know i realistically mm. it's probably okay to nerf it i just think that now people are still not going to play it basically yeah yeah because of the nerf i think if they just left it it probably would have found its way into the meta in some way or another and then they could yeah. have judged whether or not that it was like overtuned or yeah. undertuned but i think this is a preemptive change expecting yeah, was... that it was going to rise yeah. in popularity yeah, and that's always still kind of risky. I mean, because it feels like, like you might just be killing something that you just don't need to. Yeah, agreed. All right, let's keep going. Uh, the one cost changes, I actually like a lot of these. Um, Camille from 50 to 60 mana, I think it's like really fair. I think Camille is like one of, easily one of the best one cost tanks. Um, so if the mana vert is reasonable. Can she still um, solo 1 4 with an extra 10 mana? I don't know. Probably, I right? I'm not, I'm not a Katarina DJ, so I would never know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> understandable. Joking? <laughs> I would say I would say that she probably still can. Uh, Darius got a small nerf, pretty reasonable. I think Darius is quite reasonable. Uh, Cassidy gets a nerf to the Mana Reef at three star, which I think is fair. But a one star uh, buff, changes. right? A one star buff for Cassidy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's good. Yeah, it, it's all, oh, it's just a flat, it's a flat fifty percent Mana Reef now, which yeah, it's fine. Okay. Uh, Blitzcrank got buffed, not buffed, sorry, why did I say buffed? Blitzcrank got nerfed, the, uh, three-star version doesn't just instantly delete units anymore, good. Uh, Thank Cog fuck. 1 and 2 got, yeah, Cog 1 and 2 got buffed, Cog 3 got nerfed, again. Cog 1 and 2 are not units, Cog 3 is on the stronger side, but... I mean, to briefly just touch about Cog again, I think the Cog unit is actually good, it's just that the units around it are kind of bad. But Cog 3 ends up not really being able to do anything. Cog 3 is also a victim of its environment where you're just randomly killed by Sims and Yone all the time. Yeah, exactly. But that's also an issue. It's not that the unit itself is necessarily terrible, but... Yeah. yeah. Uh, Zyra gets a buff um, via the uh, cast being faster, so the delay is, um, uh, is, is slightly reduced. Uh, I don't know if this was necessary. I feel like Zyra was already a good unit, but it's fine, I guess. Mm. 
Um, three cards, Trigoth gets 100 HP buff, sure, no one plays Trigoth. Uh, Echo gets a well-deserved nerf. Echo is easily my pick, uh, next to Lestrandra uh, for, like, some of the best utility units in the game right now. Especially in the mid-game, like, Echo bridges your mid-game so well. Um, Heimerdinger gets a nerf. I don't know why, I feel like no one plays this unit, even though... I, I think Heimerdinger um, is a... Is a, um... Uh, a, a nerf, another preemptive nerf for the targeting yeah, being fixed. Nerf, right? Yeah, it feels like that. It feels like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, because Heim Carrier was picking up quite a bit of steam, actually, uh, yep. before the targeting bug. So, mm. yeah, I think that's fine. Uh, Lissandra's damage got nerfed. Um, from, like, a bunch of numbers went down. Uh, what jumps out to me, though, is that I don't actually think this is sort of that much worse at all, because... Lissandra's strength right now is that A, she's like, well, she's an insane uh, holder, and the other big thing is that, like, she freaking reduces 80 by 40%, which is such a high number, and they didn't change that at all, so I think Lissandra's gonna be, continue to be a premier unit uh, moving forward. Uh, slight nerf to Samira with AD, slight nerf to Tarek. I think Samira and Tarek are reasonable, but I think this list is kind of dangerous. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'm not sure. Like um, leaving, okay. I know we had this list discussion last week. But yeah. Like, if you're like in the week that's passed, I know you haven't played as much, but I can tell you my experience on ladder in the week that's passed, I've seen so many lists. Like, this is easily like. Yeah, I've definitely, like, like, after a sort of a week of research and not really playing, I've definitely yeah. seen the priority of Lissandra rise really heavily. She's. Do yeah. you think she's getting away with it a little bit, maybe? getting away with it because the strength of this unit is not the damage it's it's the it's the 40 percent ad reduction like yeah it's, it's so much ad dude it's dazzler it's basically yeah, yeah it's dazzler it's so much ad reduction like, and she's also getting significant bug fixes as well yeah she's getting unbugged as well so uh yeah hmm. maybe they could have done more um uh, we'll have to wait and see i probably in line for a hot fix actually i think everybody will be spamming lissandra for the first few days i can see it i can see it yeah uh ergot got a buff i think i remember reading in the notes that he got a nerf to his spell but this just looks like a straight buff from yeah they've, they reverted it they changed it they it's were talking about buff. wanting a um wanting you to have the power the feel the power of the yeah, okay. tank tank busting more effectively mm, and they didn't okay. want you to get stuck on a tank forever basically okay okay I, in that case i love this change this is this is brilliant because ergot takes yeah. so long cost much deserved Yone nerf, uh, 580. I think that's all they really needed to do to Yone. The real problematic with, like, the problem part of Yone comes from Challenger, not the actual unit itself. The unit itself should be good, but it's broken because of Challenger. Yeah, the unit itself without, like, because you don't run Rageblade anymore, right? Like, it was, like, flavor of the month for a few days, but it's not really necessary because of Challenger. So Just now, right. without the high level of challenges, you're probably going back to Rageblade maybe yeah, with yeah. the big nerfs maybe. so you're also getting rid of a, a damage item spot i think well you're not you're not trolling anymore if you build rage blade on your own before yeah. when you play vertical you're sort of trolling if you build rage blade yeah exactly i just think the the main point that i'm trying to make here is that like mm. you need a defensive item and now because you're probably not playing six challenger you need rage blade so now you only have one item instead of two flex items. Whereas yeah. re reasonably you were having like IE runans or last whisper runans yeah. on like an on hit basically runan style item. Now you don't have it anymore. You basically have to you don't have to play Rage Blade, but you're, you you're less you're less effective so. if you don't, I think, right now. 
you're basically going back to sort of academy style yone where you actually do need the ramp up quite I, significantly. I think, I think that yeah, I think that will be will remain to be seen. Um, I think a bigger thing that might make yone much much worse is the prevalence of Lissandra. I think that might be the thing. yeah agreed. <laughs> that might be the big thing that forces for, like makes yone a fall off because I mm. hot take. I think Urgot next patch is gonna be insane. Lissandra's yeah. still insane. Urgot got buffed. Targeting bug is fixed. Not hmm. my words. might be. might be. back to being good. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I only stocked enough. Reasonable. Uh, all items buffed. Uh, well, a bunch of all items buffed. Uh, I'm pretty happy with all these. Mana jumps out to me. The, the starting mana buff is really, really nice. Gold collector nerfed. Thank God. <laughs> one four gold collector is so broken. But yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I like this one. This was really nice. I really like uh, Broken Stopwatch being moved to a gold augment instead of a prismatic. It's a lot better and more appropriate for its power level. Your thoughts? Yeah, agreed. Totally agreed. It, it just felt too weak at prismatic, but now, like, but like, it's it's good. Like, I think it's good. It's just not a prismatic level good. Hmm. And no, it I, feels a lot better at tier 2. Yeah. I agree with you. Cramp Session got buffed. I don't really know why, but I guess they're trying to put some more power in Academy. Uh, Featherweights 1, 2, 3 all got nerfed, which I think is very, very reasonable. And old reserves got buffed. The place I should have. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of bug fixes. I'm not going to read them all out because there's infinite bug fixes. Long story short, big ones are targeting bug got fixed. So everyone doesn't know the targeting bug basically happens when your unit casts and then uh, it will immediately change targets from the one it was shooting before. Uh, the quick swap has finally been removed from the game. <laughs> Oh, thank God. You see this one? Quickswap is finally removed. Not that it matters. I think Quickswap is... Uh, no, nobody quickswaps anymore. Nobody quickswaps anymore. It's not quickswapping a cringe. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of other bug fixes. If anyone wants to know, they can look up the... Realistically, the important things are here that the bug fixes... You have to think of them like buffs, basically. Because essentially, they, they are, when they're active, they're nerfs. Because they do something that directly disenfranchises your units so be saying that targeting has been fixed is basically like saying the game that you were playing two weeks ago that became totally different last week is now back essentially um so you have to you have to be aware that some units that fell out of popularity and i think that's probably why there was nerfs to syndicate Heimerdinger, Zyra, those kind of units, because they're probably going to be a little bit better than what they were previously. Um, and Ezreal. Ezreal's a big one, early game. And then, yeah, Lissandra's the other big one. Lissandra getting two bug fixes where that her ult like, yeah, exists, yeah, the basically. Yeah. Um, it's kind of just like fizzling out a lot at the moment, but it won't do that anymore. Whenever Lissandra casts, she will do her damage now yeah so have to keep that in mind uh, i don't uh, want to be the skies falling down or anything but uh i think lasagna's in line for a, a probably a big nerf either like uh, immediately yeah. the day two or days after the patch or I, like I really yeah i really just want to see the dazzler percentages toned down because i feel like yeah. might be unplayable because of lasagna like lasagna might singly single-handedly gatekeep yone because yone got nerfed like in two buckets the challenger and the ad yeah. Lissandra, which was the answer to Yone, is completely untouched. So um, Yeah, untouched, yeah, uh, technically buffed, because her abilities are getting fixed. Uh, 
So. Okay, cool. So, uh, I think that pretty much wraps up the patch rundown. Uh, it's a very big patch because. They've been away for a while. For a it's been a month of the same game. It's uh, gonna be another month of the same game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> we're gonna answer one question that we got from the chat during this, and then we're basically sure, sure. gonna get out of here. So Sable wanted to know, what do you want to see added to the mid set? I know it's still far out, but still. So we're getting Silco, and I want to reframe this question a little bit. Do you think that they should add characters from? riot games properties outside of the league of legends okay. archetype that they steal from basically what uh, do you tell me first what do you think about like silco being added and whether or not you'd like to see that i love seeing silco added actually i think that's really cool um me i do not want to see other riot rps ips why does that rp Riot ips in TFT, I think TFT should be. There's no room for Riot Games roleplay at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that the people in like the units of TFT should be for Rune Terror, but I don't think that they should be limited to champions. And I really think I think what they're doing with Silco is really cool. I would love to see like a lot of like people from Rune Terror that are mentioned in different champions laws, but are not actual champions. There's a lot of them. There's actually a lot of them. Yeah, loads. Uh, but you don't want to see like. Set nine, SpongeBob SquarePants, X, I don't wanna, Naruto. I don't want to like Killjoy so up in my game, <laughs> like as like some kind of like <laughs> with an assault rifle, which is like randomly shooting. Yeah, I. Killjoy is the GP. Sorry, sorry. I was thinking of uh, da, 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 da. Phoenix. Is that the one? No, Phoenix. Sorry, Killjoy is the GP guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing, same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I want a Phoenix in my game. I don't really just. Valorant Echo and, and Killjoy being like freaking Valorant GP, but yeah, I don't play Valorant, but yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't want them again. I think the point is, as long as they keep it to like the the lore world of League of Legends, fine, it's great. TFT should actually realistically, as long as it's still connected to the fucking Riot client, be used as a testing ground for some of this shit because it's less serious than people think League of Legends is. Although League of Legends is an inherently dumb, unserious game. People take it very seriously. Uh, what if the game is inherently dumb? The lore is like some, some, some Yeah, the lore is fine. Itself is dumb. Yeah, the yeah. game itself is very dumb. Yeah. So at the very <laughs> least, like, feel free to use TFT. But if I ever see a single outside IP in this game, I won't play anymore. You know? Like that's okay, I don't know if it's that extreme. Okay, come on, that, the game is still good, bro. No, nah, bro, I'm not. I'm not playing fucking SpongeBob SquarePants vertical, SpongeBob bro. SpongeBob is not gonna be in the game. Okay, no, no, no. Yeah. But that's what I mean. I'm not playing like six, six fucking bikini bottom. Yeah, you know. Look, it won't be SpongeBob. Okay. Teched into Fortnite. Look, I'll throw a fit, but like, I won't cry if like Jet is randomly in my, is randomly in my freaking TFT game. I will. <laughs> that's so ridiculous, dude. That's so unnecessary. Also, let's be real. Jet is just a colleague. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of these guys yeah. champions. Look, here's what you do, right? <laughs> if you're going to bring Valorant units into the game, make them the fucking chibi little legends. I'm down for that. I'm actually down for that. Don't put them in my fucking game. Yeah, don't make them champion. I agree. Make them my fucking $25 little legend. Yeah. I don't care. Um, but if, we do wanna, if I do want to shift the conversation a little bit to just like uh, actual like system changes and uh, units mm. and stuff, um, I would like to see, and I know that this might be unpopular, but I have unpopular opinion, I would like to see them swap out a whole bunch of augments and introduce a whole bunch of new augments. Okay. 
Yeah, I honestly think 50 should go and 50 should come in, basically. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't like know that. if I want to play... I don't know if I want to play, like, eight months of just auto-taking rich get richer every time I see Yeah, it. right, exactly. <laughs> because in, so, uh, in March, it's going to be... When you take this, gain five gold on two one, and then ten uh, gold on three five. <laughs> you know, it'll be shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, the the balancing is obviously gonna be really whack because of like the thrash, and, like yeah, out a bunch of augments. But I would rather be excited to play a new set, and have a and have a have a more chaotic game, and just be bored to death of like making <laughs> rich get richer for the twentieth time in a row. So. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and look, final thoughts. Get rid of Colossus. Give me some Very better. Cool. Give me some better tanks. Oh, and, and, and swap out a bunch of the forecasts. I'm down for that too. Yeah. Like, about like eighty percent of the forecasts. I'm down for like eighty percent of the forecast roster to all get swapped out. Like you could probably keep like the the, the vertical ones, like Chemtech. And, like Ogot probably should stay because it's a really big vertical. Yone probably should... no. I don't even know if Yone should stay. No, you should replace Yone oh. with Yasuo and give him a different ability. <laughs> I was gonna say for sure, like out of like Yone, Fiora, Kaisa, some of them should be removed. Like there's three challenges. Like some of them should yeah. definitely be like what's that for other challenger carries? But uh, yeah, I would. Hmm. I would also not be surprised to see them ditch mutant. You know, like as a oh trait. yeah 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 M mutant could easily go yeah yeah yeah. Like, because like they could get rid of like... they could get rid of Colossus and Mutant at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not gonna easily go. Yeah. You can, Bring... you can, you can, you can honestly just keep Mutant. You can just rework Mundo to be Bruiser Chemtech. You just take away Mutant. It doesn't actually matter. No yeah. And then bring in like a new one cost protector, like a little one cost protector, and give them like a new. Oh no um... no no! Actually no 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 no! I'm down for four cost protector. That's not Scion. I'm down for like actually good four cost protectors. Yeah, that's true. Like an actual yeah, like tanky protector unit. Like get a one a new one yeah. cost, a new four cost, make them the same trait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah um, exactly. Have protector be like its own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm down for freaking like four cost protector carriers of some kind. You know? Yeah, right. Like exactly. A tank, like a tanky like bruiser, like you know. I'm down for something like that. That sounds kind of good. Yeah, like longer it stays alive, the more damage it does. Yeah, because I feel like uh, I mean, I feel like protector is honestly just cucked because of Scion right now. Like, yeah, and Scion just makes it so hard to actually play like a protector comp. Like, yeah, because it's useless. You can't play it. It's not that like it's useless. It's just that like he's so dependent on Colossus as a trait. Like I think yeah. we talked a bit about this, right? Co Colossus is so like the fantasy of Colossus, right? Is that you can pick up a Colossus unit and just put it in your team. It doesn't mm -hmm. work that way because of how valuable damage reduction is. You don't ever really play Colossus without two Colossal units in your team. At which point you have no space for other units. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. No problem. Well, hopefully that answered a couple of questions um, about it. Look, guys, that's pretty much going to do it for our episode today. You know, basically reacting to 11.24, uh, going over everything that we think. It's going to be a very different game, so I'm really interested to um, pop back in next week for our next week's episode and, and see how it's looking, see what's going on, see what's really changed. We're going to have a... Special episode next week where we review the Arcanist Cup with two of the top three players from mm -hmm. the Arcanist Cup. So really looking forward to that. Uh, Sol, thank you for joining me this evening. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, lovely as always. Yeah, I'm <laughs> looking forward to look, looking forward very much so to getting into this new patch and seeing what's going on. You know, by the time this yeah. comes out, it'll uh, basically just be about to drop for most people. So um, get it, get your ears into it and and. Let's let's get it going. Let's get patch eleven twenty four in our lives. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Oh yeah.
All right, All right. so thank All you right. very much. Right. Cheers, guys. Thank you for being here.